do we say for the Amazon commercial? They've been doing great. We get, You know what? That's what we're going to do. Hmm. Thank you, Throng. Thank you for supporting us with the Amazon button. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, you can do more. I mean, sure, we can always do more, but we do want to thank you for that. But they're doing a very good job. Yeah, they're doing a great job. You know what they're doing a great job of? What? Going to skmorton.com, clicking on the Amazon button, and then shopping as they normally would. Why? So they could help the show. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I didn't have much to it. Why is there a strange <laughs> diagram behind you on that whiteboard? What's going on? The following is a production of S.K. Morton Creative. Places, please. Quiet down. And here we go. And roll camera. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to S.K. Morton's Lousy San Francisco Podcast. The podcast that has crippled America. Tonight, S.K. welcomes... Steve Martin, Paul Rubens, Mayor Winningham, and musical guests Oingo Boingo. And now, he's your one boy, your cuddly toy, your pride and joy, S.K. Morton. Thank you, Pete. (laughs) Well, I didn't write it. (laughs) I I wouldn't have used those adjectives if I had. (laughs) Well... Let's get right to it, shall we? Welcome, adoring throng. That's right. Well, you don't even it. need me around anymore. I do really you? don't. I'm like, I'm Maybe like, we... you know what it is? Remember the Simpsons? I'm Krang. Is it Krang? Who yes, got Kodos the... and Krang. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like uh, Krang. I think you're more of a Kodos. Well, maybe really we maybe we turn it over to you tonight. No, please. No, I give God, you the script. Don't do that. No, I'm good. And you can talk off top of your head off of what I've written here. Listen, I'm the talent. You're the okay. You're the wheels that I. I'm the car. I'm the car. You're the wheels. I see. Well, let's greet the adoring throng. Welcome to SK Morton's Lousy San Francisco podcast and another night in the bomb shelter. We never do that, but it's just you and me tonight. Okay. <laughs> uh, also, welcome our uh, senior member of the team, sound engineer and producer of Utmost Adequation. You just said we're the only. Squidrick <laughs> <laughs> Squeezy. The fourth wall is totally <laughs> broken. Have you compiled all the times that I've said before? Yes, I, I, after every meet, after every uh, show, I, I cut it out and hold it to the side. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, and that is the voice of our regular full-time permanent co-host and resident chanteur, Peter Feliciano. Yay! Thank you, sir. This is a very good group, Arizona. That I Isn't it good? It's very oh, nice. It's, it's... Grapey. It's, it's, it's what you need. Right, it's it is. what it is. Right. Okay, so this is why we're getting right to it. <laughs> I almost said some weird crap. I'm not going to, though. I'm going to keep it good. This is going to be a you and I podcast that doesn't suck. Well, no, no, no. I didn't say that was going to happen. Oh, okay. Well, I'm trying. In I actuality, shoot for something. tonight, this episode is about disappointment. Is it? Yes, and not only, like, <laughs> as usual for our listeners... <laughs> But this it's is not just the Paul that hangs over exactly. them. Exactly. We're not talking about that kind of disappointment. Okay. We're talking about an overall chavel with no nachas or shmilchas. Oh, I have shmilchas. Yes. But I don't have the cabal. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> chavel. Are you having a cabal? No. <laughs> it's a kibitz? Um I don't know what's happening. You're going to do better later, right? Oh, okay. Okay, Maybe. good. Uh, no, what, what happened was, is this was tonight, we were not supposed to be recording from the bomb shelter. Right. Oh, right. We were supposed to be at Lefty O'Doul's tonight. Okay. So is this kind of like a libel? Mm, yeah, it could. It could be. <laughs> I guarantee. Not really... it's n- You're not really You're not really as Eeyore as you would like to be. It's you're the... much more of a, 
uh, marching. You know, I'm a little on edge. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. At- I'm not trying to be liable with this. We don't know where it'll go. Okay. I'm disappointed. Oh, why? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, I'm taking off my shoes. You, so you if go you ahead. Smell something. Sure. I'll, I'll put be them disappointed. back on. Um, we'll start off with uh, updates. How about that? Okay. Now, this was on the schedule weeks ago, and I don't remember if we got to it or not. I don't think we did, or if we did, it might have been Well, it depends on what you're out. talking about. Uh, the Lucas Museum of Narrative Art? No, haven't heard it. Yeah, it's... Um, now, you may remember the story. He wanted to put it in over at Chrissy Field. He wanted to put in a, a Lucas Museum. Now, narrative arts, what's that mean, narrative arts? That means he's got other stuff besides Star Wars, he thinks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I got other things. Yeah, sure. Okay, Wait, we're what, gonna watch. what does he actually have? Ah, uh, Willow. Was Willow? Uh, okay, yeah. I was thinking Willow, <laughs> which I've never seen. Was he Dark Crystal, too, or is that Henson? No, That's that was Henson. Henson. Yeah. Um, he had that, that original one, the um, THX 90210, or whatever the rest of the numbers are on that. Um, w- oh, wait, that was a movie, right? Yeah, THX was, his, THX was his first movie. It was with Robert Duvall. Okay. Um, and then remember, he was associated with Francis Ford Coppola and Zoetrope uh, Productions. Oh. So here in San Francisco, uh, down in Jackson Square, where they had the Little Fox Theater. Um, and then he went off to... And then, of course, American Graffiti was the... Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah that okay. was the one that put All him right. on the map that allowed him to do Star Wars. Okay. And then, of course, Star Wars allowed him to do Willow. But right. Yeah, it's um, been all uphill since then. Yeah, exactly. What has he done besides Star Wars? Well, he was also produced, and um, Indiana Jones movies are his. I mean, he produced them, uh, Spielberg directed them, but they were a lot of it was his influence. I mean, the Indiana Jones, that was the name of his dog in Modesto, was Indiana. Oh, really? So that's as far as I know. But no, he also, Who's, he who, also liked... He lived in Modesto? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. And that's what American Graffiti was based on the cruising back then, back in the late 60s. Oh, okay. Uh, and also, um, he the, the whole Indiana Jones stuff was based on the serials that he used to watch in the movie theaters. Right. No, I remember. I remember versions of. I can't remember the name of the character, but like, um, like original King Kong esque. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, serials that you would and watch. Flash Gordon and right, or like yeah. I think Tarzan had one. Tarzan, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With, I think it might have been uh, the Tarzan Crab and Johnny Weissmuller. Are you making those up? No. no. Oh, okay. I know things. <laughs> So the, he wanted to put it at Chrissy Field. The people at, Chris, the, at Chrissy Field, mm-hmm. there's a committee, mm-hmm. and they didn't like what he wanted to do. And he said, fine, I'll go to Chicago. And then he went to Chicago, and something happened there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then he can't say he was they coming They probably back. didn't like Willow. And, he, and then uh, came back here. He wanted to do it at Treasure Island, which I was excited for. Right, but then I thought we've talked about it being riddled radioactive. with radioactive. Right? Yes, well, well, he's he's George Lucas. He can Okay. In any case, uh, a couple weeks ago, and it, this is no longer news, but instead of going to Treasure Island, his committee for the Lucas Museum of Narrative Arts, which he's a part of it, his wife is a part of it, others, they decided to put it down in L.A. Okay. Um, and I so, guess attraction-wise it makes sense. There's a lot of stuff to do. Yeah, yeah. But as far as... For us, what, it's disappointing because they may right. have actually cleaned up you know, if they could turn that into a museum district over at the Treasure Island. Oh, Treasure Island. You know, I mean, they, really? clean, they could clean it up. And, well, yeah, you know, but get... where are they going to put everybody else? <laughs> There's no space for everybody. Well. Unless we unless we push the borders of Daly City further down. <laughs> well, 
Well, I mean, I'm just look. A lot of that radioactive waste is underneath the existing low-income housing. Right. If they were to tear all that stuff up, clean it up, and then they could build new housing and put the people in there. But clearly, the city isn't concerned about housing anyway. Nope. They just recently, they started yesterday, tearing down a new building in the Tenderloin so that they can have a community center. It's like an SRO or something. They tore it down because they have a community center instead. Oh. Okay. Okay. So. Well, where are those guys going? Doesn't matter. No one cares. Right. So we'll put them in Daly City. Yeah. I really think like, your, there are a lot of places in Daly City. Just as a side note, I think San Francisco should have conquests. If we were like if we were like countries uh-huh. and we acted like we were before, you know, 1700, 1800, why don't we just go, hey, Daly City, you're a part of us now? Because we would absolutely sure. win that one. You know what I mean? I don't and know then if those we would Filipinos just... are wily. That's true. According to Marlon Brando. But if we, <laughs> uh, if we, then I was thinking, like, if it spread out, so that San Francisco would probably, I mean, we could overtake pretty much every town between here and no, 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 L.A. No, 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 San Jose would be formidable, but. <laughs> no, we would not have, there's no army could come out of San Francisco. People went, okay. Back yeah, in the right. feudal times yeah. when they would take over land, all they'd right. use their own people. Yeah. We would need mercenaries. We would need mercenaries, and we'd also need soldiers, and there'd be too many people whining to the. Yeah. You know, I didn't have my sandwich. Uh, excuse <laughs> me. My sandwich has. Uh, my sandwich does not have grass-fed meat. I wanted grass-fed meat. That's what I always say. If China knew how easy it would be to invade through San Francisco. That's <sighs> true. Anyway, so that's a that's a disappointment. But that's not the big, you know, that's just, a, you know, your everyday disappointment you get here in San right, Francisco. of course. You also get dirty restaurants. Okay. Um, <laughs> What's, oh, so you're going to go through a list of disappointments. Disappointments, yeah. See, I didn't realize. Okay. Oh, yeah. I should have come prepared. Yeah. No, I, this, I was Oh, you know what? Here, yes. I'll, I'll start writing stuff down. S. K. Morton. That's disappointment number one. Okay. According to my mother. <laughs> I'm going to say KS. I'm going to call him straight out because I haven't seen him in like three years. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. You guys miss each other. Huh? I know. Oh, by the way, Throng, this is episode 63. Why are we still doing this? Isn't this strange? It is. Do you feel, do you feel like you can like, okay, here's what we need to do. I know you're on a train, a disappointment train. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is also the name of my Which is leaving Chicago at 5 a.m. going 60 miles an hour. But uh, we need to like we need to do an inventory. I think we need to do a group inventory with uh with our with our uh our throng. How do you think we're doing? How are we doing? I mean, no, I know Patreon point. is a good measure, but not really. Patreon well, I don't think it is a good measure. Patreon Patreon's a great measure. We just don't like how it's measuring things. <laughs> Well, because nobody wants to give us measures. money. But at the same time, money, if if money was the goal, neither one of us would technically be doing this. Technically, in our hearts, and don't tell Babette this, what we what we are enjoying, we, we, the goal technically is that we're enjoying ourselves and people hear us. I would rather have a million people love us and hear us than, which will never happen, but a million people love us and, 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 and hear us than 10 people hearing us and us make, you know, 500 bucks a, a, an episode a piece It's like or you're like speaking that. Chinese. I, I cannot <laughs> disagree with you more. No, but you know what I'm saying? I, I Of it course I need money. Of, love. of course I need money. And so do you. This yes. is drab. If, I mean, yeah, yeah. But Actually, Hitler had a better you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I did step over the ditch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. <laughs> and why is there no meat in here? Anyway. Um, <laughs> It's interesting you say that because I've been thinking about this, and you know, at the end of every show, I have my little, you know, things I have try to remember to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought I'd change it up a little this week because there's two important things. We always ask for the likes and the hearts and that sort sure, of thing. Sure, sure, sure. But also, uh, along the lines of what you're saying, 
we want to get a gauge on this. And I heard someone recently say that, um, you know, put out content. And if you really want to know how good you are, judge it by how many shares you get. Because if people like something, they do feel motivated to mm-hmm. share things. Our numbers are ticking up. Right? Yeah. Our, our numbers are ticking up consistently. But I would like to see shares. Okay. Sunnies also. But well, but here's, here's my question. Instead of asking them to do it, maybe we just ask for their feedback. As well, sure, okay, share it, whatever. But if they think there's something that we are, like if they think we're good, tell us. Well, it's you know interesting I mean? like you should they, say that. If they, uh-oh. Yeah, keep going, I gotta find it. <laughs> if they think that we're not doing good, I would love for them to tell us why, you know what I mean? And maybe, is that, does this sound too much like pandering? Is this too much? I'm just, no, I'm not like begging. saying. <laughs> I've just said like, instead of begging or pandering, just tell us what's going on. Like, talk. You know what I mean? Like, just, Great. you know, <laughs> just so talk. So far, I wasn't going to edit anything. But, uh... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think it's important to kind of sit down and be like, all right, well, how are we doing? We're 63 episodes into this thing. So it has been a labor of love. But do you like it? You know what I mean? I, I'm enjoying myself. You Good. know, I, mean, I would like to say some. I wish you some, put your pants back on. Some, but... I thought socks. Once socks go off. That's true. Okay. Um. I was, I, you know, maybe so I would like to say more, you know, pee-pee and poo-poo, some, you know, words. I but know, other than yeah. that, um, but other than that, I'm not, you know. I'm it helps sh- you grow as an artist, Pete. Uh, yeah. Yes. You because cannot I, have. No, as a conversationalist. You cannot there's have nothing that's gonna help boundaries. This. Lorne Michaels. <sighs> the creator of the freaking, of the, of the, see, I had to say freaking. Yes, Of did. the, of the, see, this is because I have boundaries. <laughs> if I was able to say, oh. Lauren Michaels, we've talked about this before. Yes, SNL has has stank since uh, it has stinked, stunked since. Uh, <laughs> I'll use stunk. Stink, stank, stunk. I I don't agree. From no, since since like Chris Kattan. Everybody always thinks it stopped being funny after they got out of their teens. It's just the way it works. <laughs> no, no, no. I was I was a teen until uh, I was a teen until like ten years ago. Yeah. Well, okay. Catan's been gone for 10 years. No, he's been gone for 20. Like 96, 97, 98 is probably when he left. Oh, really? I didn't like it during the Chris Catan years. So what, was I was 10? I don't know. <laughs> I do know. I'm saying okay. Chris Catan and that whole Sherry O'Terry, like they had some funny times, Will Ferrell especially, but they've been just reading the cue cards since then. Literally, Christopher Walken, one of our favorite SNL characters, apparently, does nothing but stare directly at the cards. Takes me out of it completely. What? He's, That's, he's insane. So, right, he's insane. But so, Lauren Michaels, like, having any, like, bearing on my version of art? That's no, no, thank you. Well, I didn't Thanks really for th- Kids in the Hall. Thanks for the first couple years of SNL. Uh, thanks for Brain Candy. But everything else, we don't need your opinion. Thanks. Oh, don't say bad words. You can't have it without border. No, whatever. <laughs> Are you done? Yes, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm right. sorry, Lorne. I apologize, <laughs> sir. I was going to talk about the restaurants that have had poor ratings recently, um, but something happened uh, today hmm. uh, before the show. Uh, I got word about the Mavericks. Uh-oh. You know, we okay. have our titan of Maverick, uh, sure. Colin Dwyer, uh, and I... And I yeah, he hasn't gotten back to me. I emailed him about a couple hours ago. Okay. Uh, and word came out the organization that puts on the sh- puts on the Mavericks competition is known as uh, the Cartel Management. Okay. And um, 
they have filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Uh-oh. And it uh, doesn't look like the Mavericks are going to happen this year. Mm. Apparently, they missed a big swell last week between the storms. And they've only got till March 1st to finish out the thing. And now they're busy with the, the um, uh, litigation. Hmm. And so... Uh, why is there... Wait, okay. So the only, well, the only reason why litigation is there is because of Chapter 11? No, no. They filed Chapter 11 because they got sued. Okay, why were they sued? sued? By several. They were sued uh, by several things. Body Glove has sued them because they've pushed them out. Body Glove had a contract for three years that they signed in either 2014 or 15. Uh, to be the main sponsors, and that suit has been going on for a little while now because they got they kind of pushed them out. Uh, the Boys and Girls Club of Half Moon Bay, who were supposed to be uh, have rights to certain um, concessions at the uh, festival that they have, the Mavericks Festival, cartel management decided in the middle of the you know how there's that window for the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the middle of that window, they decided they weren't going to have the festival now so the boys and girls club lost the money for parking and then some concessions and things like that and then red bull who does the live streaming of the competition gave them 400 grand up front Mm. and uh they said oh we don't know if we're gonna have it but they're keeping the 400 grand so red bull is going after him for that and i can't remember there's a there's a legal term for it it's breach of contract and I can't remember the legal term, but it sounds like being, they're spending the money and right, <laughs> frivolously. Right. Being being a creep. Being yes. a weird creep. And so I started to do a little research. Apparently, these guys have gone under several times under different names. Mm. And a couple of years ago, remember some people got hurt at the cliffs watching the watching the uh, competition. No, I didn't know And that. so then it got handed over to these management companies to manage the, the, the competition. And there's, you know, there's a, you know, the, I guess the national or the world surf organization people have been wanting them to take over it take over the competition they haven't done it yet there's also the big wave thing anyway there's a lot of litigation a lot of legal stuff and it looks like that the mavericks competition won't be happening this year so not only are we going to be disappointed by that we i'm sure colin like i said he hasn't gotten back to me yet but i just got this information today okay um so colin dwyer looks like he's not going to be able to surf in the big the biggest big wave competition in the world right but it, i mean they could still just do it on their own. He can still go out there and ride, <laughs> right. yeah, but he's not going to get paid to. But he's going to he's going to have a text post and like a <laughs> Facebook post, and that's about it. If he has a really good day tomorrow, he's not coming out of the water with fifty grand. So right. Oh yeah, yeah. money. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that evil money. That stinks. So yeah, and but, but they don't know what'll happen with it. Mavericks needs some sort of organization to take it over to keep it rolling. Otherwise, it's just going to dissolve. Right. Well, so that that's another local thing that isn't going well. This is just a big sigh of an episode. That's I swear what I'm to saying. God, oh, it is like an do? Eeyore thing, isn't it? What did we, we might do? as well give up. I'm so sorry, Throne. Yeah. We're just, you know what we are? We're in the doldrums right now. We are in the doldrums. I was kind of hoping you'd be funny today, but eh, I'm Come a little. On, it takes the time, the time of your life. What's that? <laughs> the time, time, nothing but time, something and something. What is that? That sounds one? familiar. What is that? Phantom Tollbooth. Tell Bruth. I sound like Steve Brule. This is a dangus, you dangus. It's, Phantom it's, Tollbooth. I don't know what that Phantom is. Phantom Tollbooth. Uh-uh. That's for the doldrums. Yeah, 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 that's great. I don't. I just said the doldrums. Yeah, the doldrums is a term that was used by, uh, oh. it's, a, it's a maritime term. Well, I don't remember. Yeah, it that. means when they weren't, well, they weren't getting cartoon. any wind it's for the their cartoon, sales. It's the cartoon from late 60s, or maybe early 70s, it was a dog who talked. Deputy Dog. No, it was a movie. It's called the Phantom Toll Booth. No, I... it was part part the beginning and the end of it were was a kid uh, in real time, like it's real 
you know, video. And then he goes into a cartoon world of some kind. And then at the mm. end, he comes back out. No, from it's that little, time... Actually, now that I think it, it's a little Wizard of Oz. It's a little bit Wizard of Oz. But it's Phantom Tollbooth. Doldrums, Talking and Dog. What years were you saying? Glooping, glopping. What? What What years? Would... Six, late 60s. Don't you have Google in your I thing? would say the only thing I can think of from that is Red Balloon and Paddle to the Sea. Those are the... I know Red Balloon. Yeah. Which was a... That was was it silent completely like there was no, no it wasn't dialogue silent. There in was it. There wasn't much dialogue. No, okay. there was like kids. Yeah, blah, 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 but no, there wasn't any real dialogue. That's a little weird. Yeah. See, I just can't. It's not a lack of coffee. It is a strange energy, though. It's you know what? I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe I've jacket. done that. I'm taking off my jacket. Hey, why not? Why not go full Monty? Excuse me, my eyes yes. are up here. Okay, um, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Well, let me finish up the disappointment. Okay, yeah, let's. let's. And then the last thing, and this is interesting. This came out, I don't know if it was today or yesterday. Um, There is an organization Mm -hmm. known as the Congress for New Urbanism. All right, what's that So you throw Congress in there, you think, hey, maybe it's official. But then you hear New Urbanism and you're imagining, you know, pyramid hats. I don't think urbanism is a real thing. Yeah. Um, Anyway, they put out a report. Urbanization. They, they put out a report, and they are recommending the demolishing of Highway 980 in Oakland and 280 in San Francisco. Okay. What's that for? Well, they say that it's a blight. Uh, I'm speaking only, I don't care what happens in Oakland. Let's talk about 280. Right, because seriously. 280, we could throw a rock right now and hit the part of 280 that they're talking about. It's the, the one that comes down into on the 6th Street. We, 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 they want to get rid of it. We... What? Yeah, okay, that's wait, what wait, I'm wait. Thinking. They get they want to get rid of that exit. They want to tear wanna get, it down. They want to get rid of all of 280. They want to no, not the whole of 280 from about Mariposa north. No, Are exactly. You out of your mind? Exactly. Guess who's on board with the idea? Ed Lee. Ed Lee. What for? Well, because he needs. Is he an urbanist? Wax. Is he an urbanist? Wax. <laughs> I, I like bar- both of our jokes <laughs> that we both didn't do very well. See what I'm saying? Time, time. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, because they say, well, if we tear it down, we can build affordable housing. That You know what that is? That's the new what about the children. Exactly. What that- That's exactly. Oh, Thank and then you. we can do affordable Thank housing. Thank you. So it's not that the, that the idea of, of having more low-income housing is bad. Right. It's good. That's fantastic. But, but the, the context, the intention is what upsets me. The intention. Well, we already know when they build these new high-rises and everything. 10 to 15% of the, those units are low income, and the rest is all the, the money that's coming in here. And now that's a big strip of, of land to put in high-rise units, you know, putting in all that. Mm-hmm. All that the other thing is, and here's what gets me, taking out the politics and all that kind of stuff, there's two ways into San Francisco, well, actually three, from the south. One is the Great Highway, right. which no one takes. Nope. You're talking about 19? actually take the great highway because there's no one on there you know you go 35 miles an hour you just set it at 35 you hit every light and you go right up that's my little thing i'll take it in daily city take a skyline and that'll drop you right off onto the great highway so okay there's four ways yeah but but the great highway nobody uses yeah, yeah. And, 19th, and 19th a lot of people use 19th a lot of people um, use it but people in the avenues it's essentially san francisco's suburb to say, i do have to say i am very pleased every time i'm going on 19th Especially during during prime time, because it doesn't. There's no reds. It's beautiful. You just go all unless you the hit way a red, up, and then they're all reds. And then all right, and yeah. or, and then all the way down. There's been so many times where I was like, "Wow, I didn't yeah. hit one red until Lincoln." But it, it cannot great. handle real traffic, though. Nineteenth can't handle real. You know, yeah, the kind okay. of traffic that you get on what I'm saying is the only real two major arteries going into San Francisco yeah. coming from the south are 280 and 101. Right. And 101 
is packed and jammed up and backed up 24 hours a day. Yeah, it's the worst. You take out 280, now what do you got? Right. It's And everyone's already upset about what they're doing with the bus lines and the mission. And it, no, it's absolutely ridiculous to think that you would take that artery out, turn it into a boulevard that would take all of that traffic. Also, what about during Giants games and now upcoming Warriors games? Mm. When everyone coming up the peninsula to go to those things, they're going to drive on city streets? It's a ridiculous thought. I think I think one of my favorite things is we just need to get everybody out. Is really what it is because we don't have space. So why don't we just why don't we just make all of San Francisco condos so the people who make money buy condos can have money. So good for them. But we'll just hit our bottom, and that that way there'll be San Francisco will be San Francisco will be nothing but people who live here, and then all the culture will leave. And then we'll just get to start over. It'll be like I Am Legend. It'll just be all just buildings and buildings and buildings and nothing good in all any of them. And we'll just, you know, yeah, we'll just start over. Let's just have a you know, cleansing fire. You know, it's interesting kind, you kind, say that. Nothing but time. <laughs> it's interesting you say that because what we're going to talk about on the subject tonight is, is, cleansing is, fire? is about that and mm-hmm. uh, the buildings. And because yeah, I'd be agree with you. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Except there's historic buildings that you know that are important to me. No, I, I'm, I'm being I know tongue what you're, I know I'm, what you're I'm, saying, but you know. what I'm saying is there's a connection there. Okay. But while we're there on that thing, why don't we take a quick break for uh, Bridal Fitness Coach commercial, and then we'll because, come back and we'll talk about because it. Because there's nothing... <laughs> Nothing that whets my whistle for a bridal fitness coach, but talking about cleansing fire. <laughs> All right, let's talk real quick. We haven't done this in a while and actually given bridal fitness coach their due. Yes. I mean, we've given them more than they're due in the past, so it's work, you know, it's evening itself out. Owner trainees. <sighs> mm-hmm. There you go. I'm very tired. All right. Owner trainer Tammy Fox has worked very hard, very diligently in order to put this together, and she's been supplying with us, with uh, supplying us with all the grape Arizonas that we could possibly put Absolutely. into our Absolutely. Without her, we would not be overweight. So right. we want to thank her, and we would like you to thank her by giving Bridal Fitness Coach a call at 415-317-6827. And let me tell you what happens if you go to Bridal Fitness Coach. What? If you're having a wedding, mm-hmm. we're not having a wedding. You're going to be in a wedding. You're getting married. I'm getting married, and I would like it to be, uh, say I'm getting married, and I'm a beautiful bride. Yes. And I'm already very beautiful, but I would like to be more beautiful so I can really rub it in the bridesmaids' faces. <laughs> so I can really show you, like, my husband, that my future husband's parents, see, check out the hot little piece of something that I am, uh, Do you and really want you're wrong. the future husband's parents to be thinking that when they're looking at the daughter-in-law? The well, maybe, no, I'm saying maybe she, maybe she... Maybe she, they don't like Maybe her. Maybe she should be more modest. Maybe they don't like her very much. Maybe she's it's because she's a little whore off. walking around in tight no. dresses. <laughs> no, it's because she's been a little hefty. You know what? I'm calling the whole thing off. I mean, it's because she's My been a little hefty. My son is not going to marry that little trollop. It's not a trollop. It's a fat, fatsy. Oh, yeah. Fatsy Patsy Fatsy's is getting Patsy. married. Okay. And the judgmental, the, 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 the chauvinistic and the uh, uh, shallow parents of the husband all right are saying we don't want are you to worry that fatsy patsy fitness coach no 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 she's gonna get fri- bridal fitness coach so that she can go in your face that's in-laws. what it is in so your brides face. if you want to say in your face to anybody whether it be the the in-laws the bridesmaids your third grade teacher you go to bridal fitness coach 
It's about making a commitment to your health and well-being, not just for the wedding day, no. but for the rest of your life. Of you course. can say in your face for the rest of your life. Right. All the and way up to the grave. That's right. <laughs> and you're most likely going to outlive your husband. So you <laughs> are going to be lonely and insane, but you will mm. have been able to say in your face. And that's because with a bridal fitness coach trainer by your side, you'll be provided with a tailor-made fitness program that fits your goals, time frame, and budget. Mm-hmm. You can be trained at a gym with private access. In oh. other words, just the trainers and their, their people go there a garage that tammy has. exactly and uh, or your home or your office or over the internet and not only will she train you as brides but if you have some friends in your wedding that you actually care about <laughs> Is there a gas and leak you want in them here? to look good too <laughs> you, you can have them come and even your groom if he's a chub one too you can have him. He's a chub one. He's a chub one. He's not uh, a fancy pet. So here's what you do. If you have any questions, because obviously you will, you're not going to get what you need out of this commercial. No, no. Schedule a free consultation at bridalfitnesscoach.com. She, or, she is really good. Just go She's to fantastic. Her, she's doing great. In fact, there is a chance that you might call her and she'll have to put you on a waiting list uh, for this. She's so busy. Even but, me? Um, no, oh, I'm, you're talking, I'm the talking about anyone oh, okay. listening. Yeah. Uh, so call 415 317 6827. Bridal Fitness Coach. Make, make a, a commitment. commitment. Yes. Okay. Make a conundrum. Now, you know what we didn't do? What did we not do? Um, we didn't do a Patreon commercial. Oh, we should do that. And we'll do it right now. <laughs> you like the brrr thing, I've noticed. Is that your go to? No. What is what? it? The recipe for a perfect Patreon campaign. Take two heaping t- two heaping tablespoons of love and add it to go to the Patreon commercial. You go to add Patreon. some raccoon blood and your favorite summer dress. <laughs> the Patreon campaign. If you go to patreon.com forward slash lousy San Francisco podcast, you're going to see what it's all about. We've got little... We've got... I like it. I do. We have special little. What are the, what are the things we have for them? Tears. Special tears. We don't have tears for them. You mean tears? T I E R S. T I E. Gotcha. Anyway, there's special tears. One dollar, five dollar, twenty five. You get special benefits, and we got the new Patreon page up at the at skmorton.com. Yes. We've got our uh, first episode of uh, Lousy After Dark. Oh, the, yeah, You'll that's coming. You'll be able to enjoy yeah. it all. So check it out. Uh, if you can help us out, great. If not, you know, still tell people about it. No, and, uh, no, no, it's not good enough. Right, they need not, to give we, us money. Hard Stop sell. being silly geese. Hard we come sell. out here week after week after week playing with Arizona can- cans. We need some real cash. That's right. So patreon.com forward slash. <laughs> do you forget where you are? I do sometimes. Time, time, nothing but time. <laughs> okay. All right, good enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess we're back. Um, okay, so these were the two things. Now, we, like we had said earlier, we were supposed to be at Lefty Duels tonight. Right, and this is the ultra disappointment from, from looking at your is. face. I it is, it really is. It was is. a Lefty disappointment. Tonight was the last night. And frankly, at this point, between what they've told me and what I see going on, I don't know that they're going to ever be back. They keep saying they will, but I don't know that they will. Now, are you talking about? So tonight was the last night that Lefty Odus was open. That's it. Tonight. Oh, is the I last thought it night. was like it was going to be going into a long legal battle. Well, it is going. Doing actually, they think it's well. See, this is what I'm saying. I'm getting a lot of stories from them, but when it comes to action, I don't get much. Um, so it's supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. It's supposed to be. They think it's going to be a short legal battle about all of this. Okay. But in any case, tonight's the big night where they're going to uh, have the big fest. You know, the big goodbye. 
Okay. Now, I talked with, uh, I don't know who to say. There are certain parties involved at Leftio Duels. Some of them are very friendly. And I, I'd like to give their names, except that if I give their names, I don't give the others, then people will know what I'm saying. And I'm not necessarily trying to, like we had said, not say something liable about lefties. So you're not trying to take sides between Bovis and what's-his-face. And, and John Hanley. Now, at one point, I was willing to take sides. I was willing to take sides with But neither with one Nick of them Bovis. were like, neither one of them were one of the aligned with the powerful That's media conglomerate of S.K. Morton. That is what I'm saying. <laughs> this is what it essentially comes down to. Um, it's two rich guys fighting, mm-hmm. and I don't want to be someone who takes sides with that. I, I saw an interesting thing the other day about uh, um, petitions. Oh, they were saying about you know really the only thing that gets things done is money. If if you have money, you can. So if you see a petition, all it is is a list of poor people. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's all that is. <laughs> so it's just it's very frustrating for me because both parties let me know their contempt they had for me. Okay, you know they do they'll take what they can get from me passively gonna... or. Um, well, there's in, no, I can't say this. I didn't get a chance to talk. I think it was more passive, or I couldn't really tell as I was flying through the air. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's Stole one individual Clancy. over it, and I don't know his name, so I can't use it. So what I will say is this. Um, the manager's John, yeah, the night manager, John, the day manager, Arturo, uh, the hostess, Rhea, fantastic, wonderful, lovely people over Rhea. at Leftio Duels. Yeah. <laughs> All right. She's great, great wonderful people. Um, I love them and, and hope everything goes well for them. Okay. Uh, Nick, I don't really know. So, you know, that's Is fine. that Bovis? Yes, Nick okay. Bovis. Now, but there's another guy. And remember when I told you when I went to the press conference and the guy stuck his head out and wouldn't let me come into the press yeah, conference? Yeah, yeah, Well, he was there the other day when I was talking uh, to some other uh, staff members. Mm-hmm. And he was like pacing back and forth. And he's got this. Remember, did you ever see Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? No. But okay. I have been saying that to myself a lot recently. <laughs> chitty, chitty, bang, bang. <laughs> Turns out if you repeat that to yourself, Safeway will kick you out. <laughs> and you see Dick Van Dyke in the mirror. Right. Grocery anyway. outlet's fine with it for some reason. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but um, uh, anyway the, the guy who chitty, used to... Chitty, bang, the, bang, chitty, chitty, bang, in the, the grocery. Ch- there was a, instead outlet. of a dog catcher, they had a child catcher. In Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Okay. And this guy had that, his face, he was bald. This guy is bald. The guy at lefties is bald. It seems like what's his face from Willy Wonka, the bad guy. Yeah, a little bit of a, uh, slimy type Uh, of. Slugwell. Slugworth? No. Slugworth. Anyway, I'm talking to a a staff member, and this guy is like pacing back and forth. Now, the Mm -hmm. staff member was very excited. He says, I'm going to give Nick a call right now. You know, I'll get right back with you. Hold on a second. And then he didn't get back to me. And then I said, I had to get going. Um, phone calls, phone calls, phone calls. Finally, he calls me back and says, "Yeah, it doesn't look like it's going to work." The okay. the what by the it I'm talking about is the remote from uh, Lefties. Okay. And we were going to have interviews. We were going to interview Nick. We were going to interview uh, some of the other members, maybe even Willie Brown. Um, you know, get and we were going to talk about the history of the building and thing. But yeah, clearly they had contempt for me not having any real. I'm not. I mean, we're we're nothing. Sure. I know we're nothing. How do we get press passes then? How do we get clout? Well, possibly I could take a stand and say something offensive to someone and maybe get on the on the there you go get on the map. <laughs> but I don't want to do that. I just want to. I was. I just want to say. We've talked enough. The the thing that bothers me about both parties, neither one of them is talking about the thing that really matters to me Which because is? they're going. They're going. It's not going to be in the same place anymore. That building. 
Mm-hmm. No one cares. And the news doesn't care. I went and I talked with the news guys about it. No one seems to care about how historical that building is being the first cinema in San Francisco. Well, hang on. Have you reached out to the historical people who have clout in the city? I'm talking like a Bob Buckter or a Grandpappy, what's his name? Your friend. The guy who you had on who I wasn't here. Oh, Big Papa. Yeah. Have you talked to him? Have I have you talked not. to in fact, Buckter? Have you talked to, you know what I mean? Like we yeah, need to get is, some stuff we're moving. In a, I, I'm, I've sent some stuff out to some uh, newspaper guys I know. Okay. But I didn't think about Daniel Bacon other than we were going to have him on the show tonight at, at Lefty's. Okay. Um, but I didn't think to reach out to him to, you know, for to have some sort of action. We'd, yeah, so I mean, I kvetching is one thing, but kvetching yeah. with an audience is another. Yeah, that's Kind of like point. what we're not doing now. Exactly. So um, I guess I thought there would be more to what I was going to say. And I'd re- I, I was angry mm-hmm. and hurt. And so I thought I was really going to say something, but now that I'm thinking about it, I don't, mm. I don't want to burn any bridges or anything. Plus, but I, I think don't we should have a, a teensy of... bit, even though we don't. But I think we should should have a teensy bit of humility in realizing that. You know, oh, I know we're, we're not, nothing. I know right. we're nothing. But what, what I'm saying is, we came up to them. No one else is doing it. No, it wasn't like there was going to be other people there doing this. Right. We were offering to provide. Hey, look, we were going to bring people in. You know, we'd have our own audience coming in. They're going to buy your food at the very least. We're going to have a big going away thing. It would be recorded. You guys would have a chance to get on the record with things. We'd be able to talk about. You guys, they would have a, a, a recorded history of the, memories. Right. And the main thing for you is not to get yourself. Because I, I, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you can tell, but I, I, I spend a lot of time with Mr. S.K.W. Morton. I can tell it's not like a, it's not like a fame thing for you. This, no, no, this, no. This is more of like a I want to protect or at least get knowledge about this movie theater out there right, so that right. you can pre- preserve some history. And yeah. I don't, uh, yeah, but if nobody else is doing it, yeah, you know what I mean? So anyway. This isn't is the, there, are there historical groups in San Francisco? You're obviously probably part of a couple yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you reached out to them? A little. Okay. I'm going to do more today right. when you leave me alone. I'm sorry. All right. Do you want an Arizona? I don't know how this is going to cut together, so let's go to the last port here. I think it's been wonderful. We had... Um, we need to have flow ebbs and flows. Okay, well, I can't got, tell which one's we which. We got plenty of ebb tonight. Okay. <laughs> time, time. But I, I will say this. We did get, you know, we got our press passes and our media stuff for the World's Fair Nano. Right. That and was I'm, not a disappointment. I wasn't there, but it's, from the videos, it seems... Not not a not a disappointment for sure. Well, uh oh no no. <laughs> What's we, that uh, mean? We weren't able to get Aladdin here tonight. We were we took the Saturday shift. Okay. And Aladdin and his crew nice. took the Sunday shift. Nice. And so we have not been able to talk and you know compare notes. Uh-oh. I did actually take notes. Let me. Why don't I tell you a little bit about it? Okay. I'm gonna do my well, best to not rant. Okay. Why? What were you going to say? Well, are you sure you want to go public with your side of it before you and Aladdin have Congress? Yes, because, um, you know, it's not illegal still in many southern states. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> because he's of a different race. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, the reason why, and, and, and this one is like with the lefties issue where I am, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem telling them what I think of them. Right. Whereas in this case, I'm going to go about it in a different angle. I'm not going to be critical okay. of what of the World's Fair Nano that we had last weekend. Okay. As much as I'm going to try to offer some suggestions for improvement. 
Okay, because we had a great experience with Absolutely. Mike. Absolutely. Mike is great, and he was there. We, we got to see him. He came out and met everybody on the crew, uh, my family that was there. Mike is great. I brought my family. Uh, so Mike is great, and I don't want to in any way, you know, diminish right. the and, right. and the incredible work that he puts in yeah, I can, to put those tell. things together. Right. But there are well, let's work from that point there. And if I get off, you let me know, and feel free to jump in and things. But I've given a lot of time in the shower to this. Um, I was a little, I don't want to say disappointed, not underwhelmed, not flummoxed. Not saddened. No, not um, <laughs> I. Th- there were some things to the show. I said I was going to start with Michael. Michael's a great guy, and he actually had a talk. He gave a talk. In the midst of, you know, as, as a convention would, mm-hmm. there would be keynote speakers right, and right, things. Right, right. And the <clears throat> theme was the future of, so fill in the blank, the future of the economy, the right, future right, right, of right, right, right. dating, the future right, right, of everything. Right. And this is not going to be a rant about millennials the way it would have been about hipsters at one point. Sure. But the millennials are a factor. Right. Everyone there were pretty much millennials. Right. And that's what this comes down to. Michael was giving his talk, and it was similar to what he had talked about here in the bomb shelter, about World's Fairs. He was talking about the future of them and what he was trying to accomplish. Right. And it occurred to me what he wants to do. I was like, okay, well, how can this work? How can this work? I think it's a 50-50 on whether it can actually work, what he's trying to accomplish. Okay. And part of it is because of the changes in the world. One of the biggest things that was a draw for, to a World's Fair was the debut of things, debut of technology, debut of all sorts of things. Attractions to be, right. Right. Whereas nowadays, those debuts come from Kickstarter programs. and Or CES or... And right. a, comer- you know, a video on, on Facebook or something like that. They're not a, a startup who's got some sort of technology is not going to wait around every five years for a big World's Fair. Right. So you can't really rely on the debut part. And that was evident at the World's Fair Nano. Mm. It was essentially divided up between the art side and the art well, didn't have any fine art. It didn't have any abstract art, really. It was pretty much all Burning Man art. Okay. Which is art. I'm not saying it's not art. Well. But there's, no. a, certain, <laughs> there's a certain culture that goes with that. Right. Um, I it's, think it's not diverse. What it sounds like, what it sounds like is... From an outsider's perspective, it sounds like there was an agenda. Well, well, the agenda for Michael, I know. He'll say what the agenda is. No, I know that. But I'm saying that everybody has this similar marching song. And that might alienate those who might come to a World's Fair because they may not believe the same things about capitalism or this and that or cannabis or extra, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Part, That really wasn't, no. No, I'm that's gonna, not what I'm you're saying. Say no. Okay. And it's not what I'm saying at all. And, okay, so and what I'll try are to finish you? this up. Thank you. It's, I mean, but it's going to take a little bit of time to construct this. <laughs> time, time. So you have on one side, you have that type of a uh, temperament. On the other side, you have the high-tech guys. There was, there was probably nine to 12 virtual reality companies that had their displays. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a whole lot in between. Okay. So you have the you know the desert dwelling, <laughs> and the, the kind of uh, bohemians, and then you have the techies. Right. There was one. There was a, a lady from Berkeley that she was an engineering student. She had the solar powered car that you know the different the competition for the races. Right. But as I spoke with her, I found that it wasn't so much that they were trying to develop new technologies. This was a class project. Um, that they're learning how to use the technologies that exist and build things from them. 
Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really a cutting edge kind of a thing. So those were your two sides. So you didn't have a lot of display. You didn't have what you would find at a World's Fair in the past and things that I thought you could have. For instance, tiny houses. Because I had asked Michael, he said he was trying to keep things while being cutting edge in future. He wanted to keep them regional, you know, get people from this area with the things they wanted to present. And tiny houses comes out of Sonoma County. Now, that's not tech, although there's tech incorporated. But it's a concept and a a different way of living, as a matter of fact, that people are trying to propose. That's something that could have been included that wasn't really included. Now, I don't know if he contacted them and they weren't interested. I can't imagine why they wouldn't be interested. It was only $250 to be an exhibitor. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was one thing. And there was some other stuff. There's There was an experience that they were just um, recently in Japan. At, I don't know if it was at a mall or something, but they have what they're calling 7D now. And it's essentially holograms, and you can experience life. Uh, it was an orca show like you would see at a SeaWorld, but it's all holograms. So no animals are being kept in captivity, but people can still experience and see these things. And it all and it be in three you know multiple dimensions you can smell you can feel you can taste or hmm. you know all of that's going that's now that's a futuristic thing it's cutting edge and could be an attraction i was just thinking those are the kind of things that you could bring in and if you're going to do a world's fair you must bring those things in okay so that's one part now if he's going to continue to do them he'll probably build on those but the other yeah, portion was i mean was, i highly doubt that he doesn't know or feel the same things that you're feeling I no, I, I'm I'm agree- I'm agreeing. I'm not talking about whether he pulled it off. Because you or not. guys, you guys are both the same. Excuse me, you guys are both the same kind of World's Fair dork. You know what yes. I mean? Like you're the same. Yeah. So I'm not. <laughs> and ta- I say that with love. I'm not commenting on whether he was able to pull it off or not. That isn't real. That's kind of irrelevant to what I'm getting at. He got me thinking about what the World's Fair would be now. It's not going to be the same mm-hmm. as it had been. You're not going to have new technologies that no one's ever seen before. Right. But you can have exhibits that engage people. Right. You know, it's, it's going to be more experiential based. Zoos now, zoos in the last 100 years or maybe 50 years have realized, hey, we can use this not to be the people that, you know, incarcerate animals, but have animals that get people to feel connected to cause them to want to be conservationists. Mm-hmm. Say, oh, I really love that animal. I don't want its habitat to be destroyed. Right. I don't want them to be poached. And they get involved. That's what zoos have figured out to do. And this could be the same thing in a World's Fair. You present something that isn't necessarily new, but present it in a way that causes people to feel attached to it and therefore want to take action. Mm-hmm. And where I think the disconnect was, again, not with Michael, but kind of the whole environment, is that it was clearly a millennial activity. And again, I'm not coming down on millennials. They're kind of, in in this case, a victim of circumstance, just the time that they were born in. But, and I'm going to go back to Walt Disney, and I know people don't like Walt Disney because they think he was a a anti-Semite. He wasn't. You saw that documentary? Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's erroneous, but people keep, and they also say he's got, you know, his head's frozen. It's, People go off. (laughs) But the fact of the matter is, this is the story I always tell, because Walt Disney was probably, for the 20th century, the biggest culture maker in in the world. And this one little anecdote tells, explains what that means. After Disneyland was built in the very beginning, there was this planter that had these beautiful flowers in it. But the guests kept walking through the middle of the planter box, or the, the planter for these flowers, and they kept trampling the flowers down. Mm-hmm. And finally, and every night they'd have to replant. And they finally went to Walt and they said, hey, look, people keep trampling through this. We got to do something about it. And Walt said, yeah, put a path in there. 
because he innately felt realized that for the comfort of those guests, well, clearly that seems to be a natural path for people. Let's make it a path for them. Let's 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 facilitate that. And what I found with the millennial consciousness, not just at the World's Fair, but in life now, they haven't been trained to feel that way. There's a giant blind spot in a whole generation. And that blind spot is the comfort of other people. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just, and Hang you can, on, though. You Hippies can, were selfish, too. No, I'm not talking about selfishness. Hang on a second. I'm not talking about selfishness. I'm mm. talking about the innate feeling, the know-how to entertain. And I don't mean entertain like sing them a song, but like entertain like, hey, let me let me refill your glass kind of entertaining. The way, the way okay. you know, in some sense. I mean, I think, I think protesturally they understand that or they try to. Well, I watched... I watched it. I mean, I had a lot of time to watch this. And here's a group. And there were thousands of people there this weekend. And as a group, they were there, but they did not experience things together. Everything was being experienced on an individual level. And I think that is something that's happened. And I'm going to say your generation. Sure. It's happened to you guys. Uh, When we were kids, we experienced things as a culture together because there were only three channels. So the moon landing, everyone was watching. Um, the last episode of MASH, everyone was watching because there was there was only so much. So everything was funneled down into those things. Now avenues for entertainment and experience are infinite. There, so there isn't a feeling of us experiencing it together. There's sharing and telling about it, but there isn't experiencing together. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching, even with the, the Burning Man stuff, the people go up, they experience it. They don't. They didn't come off and talk about it. They didn't. The they only, weren't on the like there was after a, the only after events that they have is for more Burning Man people to go and celebrate their time at Burning Man, right? And, which I think is a bad example because anyone who goes to Burning Man is a bad person. So I don't think it, <laughs> it's just not, a vacuum. I'm of not energy, putting a morality to, like a, to anything. I'm just saying the the mechanics I, I, I see of it. <laughs> oh, here's another one. Okay, so you have virtual reality, which by in, in and of itself is designed to take you away from community, but. Mm-hmm. Let's just say they had every one of those VR companies had headsets that you could try for free. Mm-hmm. They had one headset that you could try for free. So there was lines the length of the pavilion. But what about what about but what about the pong thing where there was one guy versus another guy doing like uh-huh. live pong? Yeah. Well, okay, then they had two headsets and the rest they had chairs set up to watch. It it was I, I don't want to I want to be careful how I express this. It turned out to not be as uh, scintillating as I thought it would be, mm-hmm. the Pong thing. But more importantly, what I was getting at is when these, because they were all younger people, every exhibition uh, was was a younger per, were younger people. Many of them were coming late. <laughs> you know, they didn't have everything set up when the thing was already, you know, had been open for a couple hours. There wasn't a lot of professionalism with that, which I think comes from the, you know, the, the way tech companies it's also do business. Not, right, but it's also just young people being awful. And I, I really right. I, we should not be aggrandizing <laughs> young people. I why are we wanting their vote? Why are we wanting their money? Why are we caring? <laughs> why are we doing because that? They, because you're why not we, be and young I'm a young forever. person. Don't listen to me. Because they're not Don't be listen forever. to me. What I'm saying is they've never been trained <sighs> for this. So none of them said, "Hey, you know what? There's going to be thousands of people here. Maybe we should have a couple extra headsets so that we don't have a single line running the length of the building." Right. There, there was a, just a lot of giving note. When they were setting up, they gave a lot of consideration to what their display would be, what they were going to say, but no consideration to the guests 
who was coming in to experience these things. Mm-hmm. So, but at but the same time, cri- that's not a critique of the World's Fair Nano. Itself. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm not a criti- It's not a critique of the World's Fair okay. Nano. And that's why I wanted to be very careful to make that clear. Because I feel like I should look over my shoulder and make sure Mike's not like knocking on. No, the no, 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 no. I don't want him to with Mike... a with a delicious jacket on. He's <laughs> he had that jacket. He had that he was wearing. The he jacket. was. Yes, he was. <sighs> He's a hard worker, and he amazing that he was able to put that together. I'm right. just thinking. I am putting out honestly what he's going to have to overcome if he's really going to accomplish that his goal. dumb young people. Yeah. A cleansing fire. I'm going to keep saying it. <laughs> Maybe that's just because of the mood I'm in, but just cleanse, they're, just they're, mow us all down and start just, over. There simply is not there simply is not a sensibility in the majority right. of, that, of the particular generation to put forth something that is going to draw people. Mm-hmm. It will only draw people that can already have an interest and the world's fairs were designed to draw people that didn't even know about things to see what was there right and that is going to be his ops the biggest obstacle he's going to have to overcome to do this so how it ended up is it seemed like a hybrid between burning man and a trade show but it was not there to uh, let me go back to 1964 ford had a product they wanted to sell they wanted to sell their cars. It was the debut of the Mustang. Mm-hmm. They didn't come out and press the Mustang. Of course, they had one on, you know, going around in a circle with a beautiful woman waving and talking about the Mustang. But what they had built, they had the Walt Disney, they had them develop a story around Ford, and it was called the Magic Skyway. And they sat in Fords. You would sit in a Ford convertible of mm-hmm. varying models, and the radio would come would turn on. And there would be Walt Disney narrating your adventure through history. Oh, okay. And they had it. It started with the dinosaurs, and then of course the wheel. Right? They get to the man inventing the wheel, and then it took you through the history of man with different types of inventions that came from the wheel, and ends up with this beautiful Ford automobile. So the thought was given to entertain first, and then by that time you're making a connection with your prospective customers. Right okay. now, the the Illinois Pavilion that had great moments with Mr. Lincoln, which is essentially an animatronic Abraham Lincoln giving a speech. Now, the state of Illinois was not trying to get people to uh, have a particular political idea; they were trying to draw in people to make them think about Illinois, so that people would come to Illinois and spend their tourist money there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, eventually, everyone is doing these things to get a benefit. But if you're overtly selling, you, it's a trade show. And have you ever seen the movie, uh, the documentary, um, oh, what is it? Yes, the seven-parter. Yeah, that long one yeah. about, about human ego. Yes, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the one that, that The I one that, uh, oh, what's his name's nephew figured out how to Freud. sell to people? Yeah, Freud's yeah. nephew figured out how to sell. Right. The, 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 the century of us or century of me? The or century of self. Century of self, yes. That's exactly what this is. That's exactly what this is. And yeah. therapy is part of the problem. <laughs> and it's the same thing with all the all politics. Yeah. All, 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 you know, criminals never know exactly what they're doing. It was their upbringing. All people are like, it's just, you know... Let us, you know, no one's responsible. It's all everyone else's fault. And it's my experience in this world rather than, you know, how yeah. I can give. It's just entitlement and selfishness. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, cleansing I'm, fire. Absolutely. But we can't avoid going all the way to the point, finger pointing. Other than all I'm trying to do is bring out there that um, it wasn't what I had expected. I expected a little more world fairy. <laughs> 
as opposed to <laughs> another. That was another good one. What's the thing that they had that Apple has, or that 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 uh, they when they shut down San Francisco at Moscone and they have the big thing every year. Uh, I don't know. Whatever that thing is called, it was more trade showy than mm-hmm. it was World Fair. CES, uh, Consumer Electronics. Yeah, that show sort of type thing. Of thing. Right. And I think the problem was because of sensibility to it. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the sensibility. So I started thinking, what, how? Because the ultimate goal of it is not to have the nano. The nano is more of an incubator. The ultimate goal is to bring a World's Fair, a World Exposition, to the United States, back to the United States. Right. And I'm thinking, well, what can you do? What are the, the things that you would do? Well, you have to include not just avant-garde art. You have to include classical art. You have to uh, all the different styles of visual art. Um, the, I mean, the Palace of Fine Arts. In, in 1915, they had these palaces, mm-hmm. other places you call them pavilions, but they have they of machinery, of, you know, of uh, art, of technology. I think part of the problem, though, is that a lot of art just doesn't have any any weight with anybody because everybody thinks they're an artist. That's true. That's why journalism doesn't have any weight anymore is because everyone thinks they're a journalist. Facebook, tweeting, blah, blah, blah. Everyone, you know, everyone with a, with a mommy with some money or with some free paint says they're, says they're an artist. You know, it's just, it's, I'm very So you're saying right it can't now. be done? No, I'm not saying it can't be done. I just wanted I'm to saying give a few way, ideas. I, I'm thinking the way, but we need to talk about the enemy if we're going to get us to... Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't, don't want to say there's an enemy. That's I don't all. want to say there's an enemy. I want to say there is a group not, of... Not people. I don't... Right. The enemy is not the people. The enemy is the idea of selfishness. The enemy is well, the idea well, of Well, actually, the enemy is how they got to be the way they were. And what I'm trying and to say And how to change is, it, right. Yeah, and how to For change sure. it. Well, I'm trying to give some ideas. Okay. Um, For one, one of the things that the woman that was talking about the future of capitalism was saying is that there has been a belief all this time that capitalism is only about making a profit. And she didn't think that that was true. Well, now she's wrong. (laughs) If it's something that isn't about making a profit, then it's not capitalism, but that's fine. What she's trying to say is in the future, she thinks capitalist, um, there's a different type of capitalism that includes not just making a profit, but also for the good of mankind kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. which is a great ideology and everything. Um, but it's going to depend on your industry. But what I would say is this. If that's something that you want to push forward in your pavilion, fantastic, but find a way to engage people with it. And conserve it, uh, conservation, uh, solar and, and alternative forms of energy. Engage people with interactive uh, activities, with shows, with um, uh, Repet- attractions, I mean, right. UNICEF wanted people to, th- to be concerned about the children of the world, you know, the, the, the children right. that, that were right. refugees and orphans and things that were going on in this world. So that's where It's a Small World came from. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with the horrific uh, kind of stuff that was going on around the world, but it engaged people. To okay, this is sponsored by UNICEF. You listen to It's a Small World. You see the little children dancing and singing. You come out, and they say, now here's how you can help. Am I? Am I? I don't think that. I mean, I've only been in It's a Small World maybe once, oh, maybe no, that, twice. It's gone now. There's no UNICEF message. No, no, there, no. Was that there? was back at the World's Fair. Oh, it's a Small World came from the World's Fair. They I put it in the that. park okay. afterward. Right. I'm sorry. I was I like, I didn't. Clear. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, but I'm saying you need to engage. That's why I brought up that 7D thing and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Because, and I have some ideas. And you know what I'll do? Maybe I'll put some down on the on the website and the show notes or things. I hope I wasn't too much of a downer for you. I thought you came in. You had a lot of energy, and I, I kind of squelched it. It wasn't just you. I think it's just, you know, it's just been one of those 
We were talking about it before the you know thing. All right. Well, it's just it's just I one guess of those things. If nothing, but, you know, here's here's the thing. Is this this might be a little much? You might want to cut this. Okay. Out. Throng, you're getting to know us. No, 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 no. This is a valid point. Okay. Listen to me, Throng. I asked you at the beginning of the show, how are we doing? I'm trying to get to know you. So try to get to know us. Sometimes we have bad days. Sometimes we have weird, disappointing shows. Just, you know, that's what entertainment is. Nobody's 100% all the time. This has been a good show, I think, I guess. It's, nah. it's been a weird down show. But at the same time, how's your podcast going? You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Like just let us let us be with us because you know this is re- this is real anyway. I think here's what I think I we're bloviating idiots, sure. but I think I think it's real. At least we fulfilled our contractual <laughs> obligation. You, you happy, Chantoine? <laughs> I left my heart in San Francisco. All right. We're going to do better next one because the next one, we're going to have a guest. We're going to have an audience. We're going to be happy, and we won't be disappointed. No. That's right. So we, but we do want to thank you guys if you made it to the end of this. Actually, we thank you even if you only made it five minutes in. Um, so remember, please tell people about this and share if you like it. Of course, you're saying even if you don't. But what I'm saying is this. If you like it, share. If you don't, that's fine. But what we're saying is if you like you can help us out by sharing it with other people. That's what we're saying. And it goes along with the five stars on the iTunes and the Stitcher and that sort of thing. And you follow us uh, at Instagram, Twitter, SK Morton Funny, the podcast at Facebook, the Lousy San Francisco podcast at Facebook. And remember the Amazon button. It's been trickling in and it's been helping us out, so we thank you very much for that. Mm -hmm. Pete, what do you got? February 10th, I'll be at Taste of the World, which is at uh, Pleasant Hill Bart. Roundabout food trucks, and I'll be playing for between 5 p.m. and 8 p.m., Lots of new songs, which are going to be a lot of fun to play. Uh, And then February 11th, I will be 8 p.m. to 11 at The Cats, which is a bar in Los Gatos, with Final Replay, the delicious 80s band. You should all be ashamed of yourself. Good night, boys. San Francisco, your golden sun will shine. Thank you. If you don't mind, I'd like to do it again. What we have here is failure to communicate. Welcome, Adoring Throng. Tonight, this episode is about disappointment. This is going to be a you and I podcast that doesn't suck. We're talking about an overall chavel with no naches or shmilches. I think we're bloviating idiots. I don't know. Those Filipinos are wily. Add some raccoon blood and your favorite summer dress. Coincidentally, we have the bones of Ava Braun. I've given a lot of time in the shower to this. Be more funny. I wish you put your pants back on. We, we, what? We, we, okay, wait, wait, wait. Kvetching is one thing, but kvetching with an audience is another. Sting, stang, stunk. <laughs>